Good afternoon. Um, I welcome you this afternoon for this beautiful session that we are about to have. And I just would like to ask that if you can do share this by posting it on your um, personal pages, um, as well as just invite others and let them know that the pastor is live and he is ready to share the word of God. Um, before we can open the scriptures and look at the um, word that God has given us today, I would like to invite you for prayer. Okay, so I would like us just to spend a few moments in prayer. And um, then what we'll do is we're going to open the scriptures and we begin to see what it is that God has for you and I. Praise the Lord. So um, I want us to start praying. So wherever you are, just begin to pray. Okay, just start to pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you and I bless you this awesome afternoon. I give you praise, I give you honor, and I give you glory. I exhort you because you are worthy and there is no one like you, O oh Father. Jehovah, you knew that at this very moment we were going to have such a time, my Father, to share the word of God. And I ask that, Lord, every individual who is watching my Father and listening, Lord, may your Father grant them, Jehovah, the grace in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that, Lord, may you give the grace, my Father, to listen. May you give the grace to learn in Jesus' mighty name. I announce and I declare that wherever they may be watching and listening from, may they, O oh Father, be encouraged in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. This very moment I understand and I know that the people may be going through different circumstances and issues, my Lord. And what I pray for is that God, may you empower and encourage them in the mighty name of Jesus. May you strengthen, O oh Father, every individual who needs strength in Jesus' name. I pray that, Lord God, whatever it is, my Father, that may be troubling your people, Whatever it is, Jehovah, that may be causing our Father people to ask questions whether you are really God, I pray that may you come through for them in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, when it comes to this word that I am about to share, I pray that God may you give your sons and your daughters the wisdom, the knowledge, and the understanding through and by the Holy Spirit. That as a teacher, may he be able to teach all God revelations out of this word in Jesus' mighty name. I pray, Father, for those who are experiencing issues in their relationships, in their marriages, families, O oh Lord, with their relatives, their siblings. I ask that, God, may you empower them. May you give them a spirit of forgiveness if, it, if that is what is needed. May you give them the spirit of love if that is what is needed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I pray, Father, if it is issues in the workplace, if it is issues of business, if it is issues of finances, Whatever it may be, I pray that God, may you stand for your people, fight for your people in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, anyone that is sick this moment, O oh Lord, whatever sickness, whatever condition, whatever trouble, I pray that God, may you come through for them in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare healing in Jesus' mighty name. Whatever health condition, whatever health trouble, I pray that Lord God, may you heal them in the mighty name of Jesus. Pray with me, just pray with me. Ask God to assist you. Ask God to help you. 
Lenda le bekemisha le besia la baka mosa lo bosanda la baka mashe le besia la baka posa lo bosata. If it is your children, I pray that commit them in the hands of God. Pray for them that may God catch your children in Jesus' name. If it is grace you are looking for, pray that God may provide grace in the mighty name of Jesus. If it is favor that you need, pray that God may give favor in the mighty name of Jesus. Remember, it is written from the book of Matthew chapter 7 that ask and it shall be given, that seek and you shall find, that knock and the door shall be opened unto you. These were the words of Jesus spoken to the disciples which are applicable to you this very moment. So don't be shy from asking, don't be shy from speaking, don't be shy from declaring in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that as I speak this word, as I teach this word, I know that Father, you are going to change and do something remarkable in the lives of your people. Father, receive the praise, receive the honor. I pray for every nation, my Lord, right now that is troubled because of the COVID-19 pandemic. I commit my father, every health worker. I commit, Lord God, every frontline worker. I commit every doctor, every nurse. I commit, Father, every hospital ward. I ask that God, may you step through, may you step through for them in the mighty name of Jesus. My God, whatever struggle they are having, whether it is difficulty in breathing, whether it is difficulty in temperatures, anything and everything, I ask that God may you step through in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Yes, if you're just joining, we're just saying some prayers. You can never have enough of a prayer. So just pray with me. I understand that others are joining, my Lord, watching, listening from Europe. Others are joining, watching, listening from Australia. Others are joining, listening from Asia Pacific. Others are watching, watching, listening from Africa, wherever my Lord they may be watching from. I pray that God may you touch them in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. This word, the message that I'm about to deliver, I pray, even if it is only for a single individual, even if it is only for a couple, even if it is only for one family, even if it is only for one nation, whatever your desire is, God, let your will be done this moment in Jesus' name. And I also pray that whatever sin or wrong that your people may have committed, including I, I ask for forgiveness right now in Jesus' name. I pray that God may you wash us, may you cleanse us, may you purify us in the mighty name of Jesus. Your word says that the blood of Jesus washes whiter than the snow. Therefore, I thank you for the purification. I thank you that our hearts are clean. I thank you that our minds are clean. I thank you that our thoughts are pure. I thank you that we are ready for the walk. I thank you that we are ready for the right thoughts. I thank you that we are ready for the right words. I thank you that we are ready for the right behavior. I thank you that we are ready, my Lord, to have the right mentality, the right mindset. In the name of Jesus, I pray for every servant of God, every ministry, my Father, that God, may you touch them, O Lord. I understand that there are many questions going around today about the current um, affairs in the world. I pray that speak to us, my Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. You deserve the praise. You deserve the honor. You deserve the glory. You deserve the adoration. In Jesus' 
mighty name I pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Good afternoon. Thank you for taking the time to pray with me. Um, I want to encourage you that always find the time to pray um, in, in your home, when you're driving, in your place of work, place of business, um, at your place of study, wherever you may be, find the time to pray. Um, you can always pray. Hallelujah. This afternoon, I am here to share a message which is on a title, After Speaking About God. After Speaking About God. Hallelujah. Now, this is to say that as believers, we are always speaking about God. As believers, we are always talking about God. As believers, we always have something to say about God. As believers, we are always making declarations in line with the word of God, in line with the promises of God. And I want you to understand that whenever you speak something about God, there is an expectation by those who are listening to what you are saying about God. Hallelujah. Listen to this statement. Now, as I always do, when God gives me a message, there is always a statement that goes with it. And I posted this a few hours earlier where um, um, I had said the following. As believers, we speak a lot about God and as such, the world is eagerly anticipating to witness remarkable things happen. So because we are going around and we are speaking about God, because we are going around and we are saying things about God, because we are going around and we are saying things about what God will do, because we are speaking about the goodness, we are talking about the goodness of God, what is happening is the world is eagerly anticipating. I want you to mark those words are important. Eagerly anticipating. The world is anxious. The world is closely monitoring. The world is closely watching. They want to see what is it about God that you are saying. Hallelujah. If you are speaking about the Holy Spirit, the world is eagerly anticipating to see what about the Holy Spirit. When you are speaking about Jesus Christ, the world is eagerly anticipating. People are eagerly watching to see what about Jesus Christ is going to happen. Everything that you are saying, when you are busy saying that God is powerful, when you are saying that praise be to God, when you're saying glory to Jesus, when you're saying hallelujah, when you're saying all the good stuff in line with the word of God and the promises of God, believe you me, people are eagerly anticipating. There are some that are sitting at the edge of their seat to witness what is going to happen. Speaking, uh, after speaking about God. And the, the second part is, will you speak about him when he seems to be silent? When your condition is unchanged, will you speak about him when things are getting worse? Will you speak about him when you have nothing to offer? Will you speak about him when they keep speaking negative about you and your family? Will you speak about him when you are left all alone? Will you still speak about him when you have lost a loved one? Will you still speak about him when you don't know if you're going to see the next day or not? Will you still speak about God when the doctor has given you a report that you've got a few months to live? Will you still speak about him when you have received a medical report that says you've got a terminal illness that has no cure? 
Will you still speak about him when you have received documents, forms that are saying to you that your partner wants a divorce? Will you still speak about him when you receive a report that you have failed your studies? Will you still speak about him when you have received a letter at your workplace of retrenchment? When you have received communications that you are being fired by your employees, will you still speak about Jesus? When they tell you in your place of worship that you are being excommunicated, in other words, you are no longer part of the church, you are no longer part of the denomination, are you still going to speak about Jesus? When maybe you are a leader, hallelujah, in the place of worship and you are told that you are no longer a leader, are you still going to trust Jesus? Maybe you are a worship member and you are told that you must now sit down and no longer sing. Are you still going to worship Jesus? Hallelujah. So this is what we are talking about. When we say after speaking about God, it is easy to speak about God when everything is smooth. It is easy to speak about God when you understand. It is easy to speak about God when your faith is fired up. It is easy to speak about God in the cost of a message. So the way I am speaking right now, as I am teaching, as I am preaching, it is easy to speak about God. As soon as you walk out of the message, you know, after the pastor has been preaching, after the pastor has been teaching, after the prophet has been prophesying, it is easy to shout the glory. It is easy to shout that God is good. It is easy to shout that um, um, things are going to happen. Hallelujah. So, so you, you have to understand that um, speaking about God, hallelujah, speaking about God is not all about in the moment. But after you have spoken about him, your wife is waiting to see that is God really good? Are we going to have food on the table? After you have spoken good about God, your husband is waiting to see that are you going to be a changed woman? After you have spoken about God, your children are waiting to see, are you going to be a better father? Are you going to be a better mother? After you have spoken about God, after you have typed your hallelujahs, your amens, after you have shouted your glory, your siblings, your family members are waiting to see, are you indeed going to be different? After you have spoken all the good about God, your colleagues in your workplace are waiting to see the transformation. They are waiting to see the changes. After you have gone and publicly declared that you are a born-again child of God, your neighbors, your friends are waiting to see, are you indeed going to change your ways? Hallelujah. So, you see, the challenge that we have about such a message is uh, we speak a lot about God, but our actions are different. Our actions are not in line to what the Word of God says. And people out there know how a child of God is supposed to behave. Hallelujah. People out there, meaning people who may not be believers, they understand what is the expectation of a child of God. So when you and I go and we begin to say and do things that are contrary or difficult to, to um, what the word of God says, then you must know that what is going to happen is questions are going to come. Praise God. Now, I needed to speak that so that I can lay that foundation. Hallelujah. Let's open our Bibles from the book of Ezra chapter 8. After speaking about God. After talking about God. After saying something about the Holy Spirit. After saying something about Jesus. 
after making a declaration about the healing, after making a declaration about increase, after making a declaration about um, growth, after shouting that you are blessed, after shouting that you are favored, after saying that you are more than a conqueror, after telling everyone that your God will never lose, after telling everyone that by his blood you were rescued, after telling everyone that you are now a changed person, what happens? Ezra chapter 8. Let's read verses 21 to 23. The book of Ezra. Ezra chapter 8. I'm reading verse 21 to 23. If you're just joining us, may God bless you. And I am speaking on a message titled, After Speaking About God. Let's read uh, chapter 8 of Ezra verse 21. I'm reading the New Living Translation uh, version of the Bible. Verse 21, the Bible reads, And there by the ah Ahava Canal, I gave orders for all of us to fast and humble ourselves before God. We prayed that he would give us a safe journey and protect us, our children, and our goods as we traveled. So these are the words of Israel that he was speaking to the people. And verse number 22, he says, For I was ashamed to ask the king for soldiers and horsemen to accompany us and protect us from enemies along the way. After all, we had told the king, Our God's hand of protection is on those who worship him, but his fierce anger against those who abandon him. Verse 23, so we fasted and earnestly prayed that our God would take care of us and he heard our prayer. Let me pray. Father, I thank you for the reading of the scripture. I adore you and I glorify your holy name. I appreciate that, Father, you have given us the written word for a purpose. And that every time we read it, my God, through the Holy Spirit, he helps us to have wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and revelations of what you are saying. Thank you that as we teach this part, as we teach this word, give your people the understanding. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Now, we have looked at Ezra. Um, thank you for posting it. Ezra chapter 8, verse 21 to 23. And what you find is that Ezra is saying something. And he is saying that, listen, there was an order that was given. Hallelujah. So Ezra told the people that let us fast and let us humble ourselves before God. Hallelujah. And then what is fascinating is Ezra is saying in verse number 22 that the reason why he said to the people, let us fast and let us pray, let us humble ourselves, is because he was ashamed of going back to the king and asking for assistance. <laughs> Listen carefully. Ezra is saying, because before time, he had told the king, he had told the people that God was on their side. Ezra had made a declaration that God is good. Ezra had told the people that Jesus is great. Ezra had told the people that the Holy Spirit is a teacher. Ezra had told the people that I am more than a conqueror. Ezra had told the people that do not be afraid. Ezra had told the people that the same God that was able to give David the power to defeat Goliath is on your side. Ezra had told the people that the same God that was with Moses is with us. Ezra had told the people that the same God that was with Daniel in the den of lions is with us. Ezra had told the people that the same God that was with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is with us. 
Now, because he had already told the people all the, the, the good or everything that God is able to do, the Bible says he was ashamed to then go back to the same people and ask for help. Now, today, oh my, my, this is a, a special message. Today, you and I make a lot of noise about God. We make a lot of noise about Jesus. We make a, a lot of noise about the Holy Spirit. We make a lot of noise about the Word of God. We make a lot of noise about the resurrection. We make a lot of noise about the birth of Jesus. We make a lot of noise about the angels. We make a lot of noise about the heaven. We make a lot of noise about the power of God. And after all of that noise has been made, we then go back to the same people and we ask for help. Do, do, you, do you understand or do you hear what I'm saying? That imagine after you have told people that, no, 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 my God heals. And yet you're going back and you're saying, oh, please give me Panadol. Now, I'm not saying you should not take medication. No, 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 no. Don't misquote me. But what I am saying is that after everything that we have declared about God's ability, we are going back to the same people and we are saying, no, 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 we cannot make it. We are going back to the same people and saying, I'm going to get divorced. We are going to the same people and we are, we are saying, I'm going to get fired. We are going to the same people and we are saying, this COVID-19 is going to kill me. We are going back to the world and we are saying, I am going to fail. We are going back to the same people and we are saying, listen, I cannot make it. Hallelujah. And yet you have made a declaration. And yet you, you have even maybe preached like me. You know, you have stood and you have prophesied to people. You have declared to people. You have told people that, you know what, I can declare. I can speak in other tongues. I can speak mysteries. I can send angels. Hallelujah. You are saying to people that I can command the sickness to go out. I can command the demons to bow in the name of Jesus. You are saying all those powerful things. You are saying I am more than a conqueror. You are saying that I am an overcomer. You are saying that my light is shining. You are saying that 2021 is my ear. You are saying that the church is going to grow. You are saying that my family is going to grow. You are saying that my children are going to be respectful. Praise God. You are saying all the good stuff. But after speaking about God, you are then going back and you are complaining. You are making phone calls to the same people and you are saying, listen, my friend, I think he's going to leave me. Listen, my friend, I think that he is about to divorce me. Listen, my friend, I think that she's going to walk out on the marriage. Hallelujah. You are forgetting that you are the same individual who has spoken about God. So in this message, I want you to understand that Ezra said, I feel ashamed. I am embarrassed. Hallelujah. So he's telling his people, he's telling his friends, I can imagine like me speaking to my wife, me speaking to my siblings, me speaking to my friends, me speaking to those who are close to me and saying, listen, guys, I, I am ashamed. The reason I am ashamed is right now things are delayed and we cannot go back and start telling people that we now need help because we have said that our God will fight for us. We have told the people that our God is a healer. So this condition that I have, I cannot go back and start saying to people, please, please pray for me. Please, please stand with me. Hallelujah. Now, again, listen, I am not saying there is anything wrong with telling people to pray for you. No, I am not saying that it is wrong to ask people to stand with you. No, but depending on what you have been saying about God, depending on what you have been saying about Jesus Christ, depending on what you have been saying about the Holy Spirit, depending on what you have been saying about the Word of God, you then have to stand on it. 
Because here Ezra said, I feel ashamed that how can I go and ask the king for soldiers? How can I go and ask the king for help? Because I have told him that our God will fight for us. So it is better that we fast. It is better that we pray. It is better that we cry to our God. That Father, we have already made a declaration. We have already lifted your name above all names. We have already said that our God never fails. We have already said that our God is a fighter. Hallelujah. So God, may you do something. Hallelujah. You are saying that this situation is taking too long, Father. I cannot go back out there, Jehovah, and look like a fool. Why? Because I trust in your word. Hallelujah. So God, do something for us after speaking about God. And the Bible says because Ezra did a few things. Number one, he told the people that let us fast. Number two, he told the people that let us humble ourselves before God. And number three, because they prayed. The Bible says, verse number 23, So we fasted and earnestly prayed that our God would take care of us. And after doing that, the Bible says, and he heard our prayer. Did you understand that last part? The Bible says what? And he heard our prayer. Meaning after Ezra and his people, after Ezra and everyone said we are ashamed to go to the same people and ask for help. We are ashamed to have our head behind our, on, on our knees or on our laps. We are afraid, we are embarrassed to go back and start saying that, oh no, we are going to perish. What should we do? Let's seek the face of God. And the Bible says the same God whom they trusted heard them and healed them. He answered their prayer. He delivered them. So today, after you speak about Jesus, I want you to remain on him. Praise the Lord. Be like Jacob and say, I am going to hold on to God until he blesses me. Don't let go. Be like Elisha, like I was preaching last Sunday. I spoke about Elisha and how he was with Elijah, where he said, I'm not going to leave Elijah until he blesses me. Even though people were telling him that, listen, your master is about to leave. Elisha still stood and said, I'm not going to leave my master. Praise God. So today I want to say to you, after you speak about the Holy Spirit, don't let him go. After you speak about Jesus Christ, don't let him go. After you speak about God the Father, don't let him go. After you speak about the word of God, don't let go. After you speak about miracles, don't let go. After you speak about healing, don't let go. After you speak about miracles, signs and wonders, don't let go. After you speak about prophecies, after you speak about uh, 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 increase, after you speak about promotion, after you speak about favor, after you speak about grace, after you speak about love, after you speak about all the goodness of God, do not let go because storms are going to come. Did you hear me? Mountains are going to arise in front of you. You're going to find yourself in a valley. You're going to find yourself in a tough situation. You're going to find yourself in difficult circumstances. Now, this is not to frighten you. Hallelujah. But this is me being honest with you. This is me being real with you. As a pastor, it is my job, my duty to speak the truth to you. And if I am going to tell you that everything is always going to be smooth, then as a pastor, I have failed to do my job. If I'm going to say to you that everything is going to be easy as a child of God, then as a pastor, I have failed to do my duty. 
But my duty is to make sure that I enlighten you of everything about the word of God, everything about being a child of God, everything about being a believer, everything about his kingdom, everything about the second coming of Jesus, everything about God, everything about his word. When I do that, then I have done my job as a pastor. So today my job is to say, after you speak about all these things, you have to stand on them. People have been listening to you tell them, hallelujah, that you are not afraid. Remember, you have been saying that for God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, a spirit of love and a sound mind. You have been telling people that you are more than a conqueror. You have been telling people that by the stripes or through the stripes of Jesus, you were healed. You have been telling people that you were created in the likeness of God. You have been telling people, according to the book of Peter, that you are a chosen generation, a peculiar people, called out of darkness into his marvelous light. You have been telling people that when you open your mouth and you pray, God hears you. You have been telling people that you are awesome, you are powerful, you are great, you are victorious. Now, all of that is true. But what I want to say to you right now is after saying everything, hold on to the word of God. After saying all these things, hold on to your prayer. After saying all these things, hold on to your faith. After saying all these things, hold on to the promises of God because it doesn't end there. Hallelujah. There is life after hallelujah. Mm, that's a revelation. There is life after amen. That's a revelation. There is life after a prophecy. That's a revelation. There is life after glory to Jesus. There is life after you say that you are, you, you are promoted. There is life after you believe. There is life. Life continues. So don't stop at the moment of excitement. Jesus gave a parable. Praise the Lord. And in his parable, he said the farmer took seeds. He went out and he sprinkled the seed. He did not focus on where he wanted the seed to fall. He did not focus on where he was planting. Rather, he just spread the seed. And the Bible says that what happened is the seed fell on different, on different soil, different ground, different platform. Hallelujah. And what happened is there is a specific group that I want to pay attention to. And this is a group of people who were excited in the moment. And the Bible says they shouted hallelujah, they were excited. But as soon as they walked out, the enemy came and snatched the word from them because the word didn't have roots. It didn't have ground. It didn't have a solid foundation. So today I want to say to you, don't get excited when I am preaching like this. It is good to shout amen. It is good to shout take your time. It is good to shout hallelujah. It is good to shout glory to Jesus. It is good to make all the beautiful comments. But I want to say to you that don't let it end here. Hold on and continue with it. Even when the pastor is no longer here. Even when no one is, is there to share the word or speak the word, hold on to the promises. Hallelujah. After speaking about God. And listen to this. When you think of God, you should have confidence in his ability without any doubt. I would like to ask you to write this down. It says, when you think about God, you should have confidence in his ability without any doubt one more time when you think about the holy spirit when you think about jesus christ when you think about the promises of god you should believe them you should have confidence in the ability of god without having any doubt that's what it means to be a believer that's what it means to have to be a child of god 
uh, after speaking about God. Let's read this uh, last uh, book and then we pray. Hallelujah. The book of 1 John. Let's open our Bibles from the book of 1 John chapter 5. One of my all-time favorite scriptures. 1 John chapter 5 verse number 14 and 15. 1 John chapter 5 verse 14 and 15. And I'll read also one of my favorite versions of the Bible, the King James Version. I love this translation. Now, the Bible reads, And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him after speaking about God. This verse is saying that you have confidence. You have total trust in God's ability for your life, in God's ability for your children, in God's ability for your destiny, in God's ability for your future. And so, because you have got confidence, you know that whatever you ask of him, you trust that he has given you. Meaning, even after speaking about him, you're going to hold on. After speaking about him, when you see the clouds and it starts to rain, you are still going to believe him. After you speak about him, and when you see it snowing, you are still going to believe him. After you speak about him, and when you see that it is too hot, you are still going to believe him. After you speak about him, and when you see that there is a delay in what you want, you are still going to believe him. After you speak about him, and you see that the situation may be moving from better to worse, you are still going to believe him. After you speak about him and you see there is a total silence that it, it appears like heaven has shut, heaven has closed, you are still going to believe him. Why? You have got full confidence in God. You have got total confidence in God. Hallelujah. Now, listen. This I said last Sunday and I believe the Sunday before. A few, uh, in fact, two things. Let's make it two things, all right? And then I'll close with a word of prayer. The first thing is, uh, I would like to appeal to you that read the word of God with the help of the Holy Spirit. Okay? What I do, and it may sound silly or simple, but this is what I do. When I open my Bible, I say a short prayer. Hallelujah. And I say, Holy Spirit, help me. Guide me as I read the word. Help me to understand. Now, it's not a prayer that is loud that you're going to be hearing me if you're next to me. No. But I say those words. Because what I'm trying to say is, I, I need the assistance of the teacher, the Holy Spirit, to help me to understand the word of God. Because the same word, if you don't understand, can be used against you. The same word, if you don't understand, can be negatively or misquoted. The same word, if you don't understand, can be misinterpreted. Hallelujah. So, I want to appeal to you that every time you open your Bible to study the word of God, ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Ask him to give you the understanding, the knowledge, the wisdom, so that as you're going through the scriptures, he's going to give you revelation. Because this book is full of mysteries. Praise God, which can only be understood if the Holy Spirit is helping you. On your own, believe me, you're going to have so many thoughts and explanations which won't even probably be in line with what God is trying to say or is saying. Okay, so I've taken my time there deliberately that please make sure 
that you ask the help of the Holy Spirit when you read the word. And the last point, which I'm also repeating myself, is reading the word of God in context. This word has been written for a purpose, from Genesis to Revelation. You are going to find the word that is spoken directly to you. You are going to find the word that is a prophecy. You are going to find the word that is epistles, letters like Apostle Paul wrote. You are going to find words here that were to a specific people for a specific reason, a specific message. You are going to find words here that are just history teaching you about what happened. So, so the word of God is, is um, it's inclusive. It's a full, a total package. Hallelujah. So meaning if you don't have the revelation of the Holy Spirit, you can easily take a word that was meant to speak to someone else and take it like it is your word. You can take a word that, <laughs> hallelujah. So what am I saying? The word is a total package, but you need a revelation. Are we together? This is why people have been saying that the world is ending for generations. Hallelujah. To a point where people are misled. People are made to do so many crazy things thinking that the world is ending the next day or a few days or the next year. Now, yes, we understand and we know for a fact that Jesus is going to return as is promised. But in order for you to know how things will happen, you need to have the revelation of the Spirit. Because the Bible says even Jesus said in his own words that even the Son does not know. Nobody knows except the Father. So what am I saying? You have to be in a sync with the Father. You have to keep praying, seeking his face so that he must guide you what you need to do. He's going to be able to warn you, to show you that now is the time. Otherwise, we can be lying or fooling each other. So I am receiving so many communications, so many questions about uh, COVID-19, so many questions about the vaccine, so many questions about the world ending now. And I want to make a public statement that I, as Pastor Tadala, have no answer for you. Because like Jesus said, I don't even know when this is going to happen. But it is for everyone to keep watch, for everyone to keep praying, for everyone to keep studying the word. And the spirit of God is going to communicate accordingly what needs to happen when it needs to happen. All right. That's very important. Okay, let's pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you and I bless you. I glorify you, my Lord God, for the message that you gave me, which I have delivered to your people without holding back. We have spoken about after speaking about God. After speaking about the Holy Spirit, after speaking about Jesus Christ, after speaking about the promises, after speaking declarations, after making declarations, after night prayers, after vigil, night vigils, after Lord God making declarations, after proclamations, after going to church, after hearing the pastor, after listening to the pastor, after seeing a miracle, after desiring, after all these things that we want, what do we do? That's what we have spoken about. Father, I give you the praise. I give you the honor. And as your people continue to meditate on this word or listen to this message, I pray that give them Holy Spirit the understanding that they may know what they need to do, when and how they need to do it. Praise you, O God. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Okay, that's a word that I had to share with you. Um, and this is after speaking about God. So um, take time, find time to listen to it again. Take time, find time to listen to the statements, write them down. Take time, find time to read the scriptures once more and pray. Very important, pray so that the Holy Spirit can guide you. Okay? All right, so we, we bless you and I'm wishing you a beautiful afternoon. And I declare that whatever you're going to do is going to be great. I announce that your family is favored, you're favored. Your business, your work, your health and everything about you, your ministry, your job, everything about your life, I speak that you are favored. Have a beautiful week and God bless you. Shalom.